Welcome everybody to Inside Abode. Uh, first, before we get started, consider subscribing to hear more unfiltered, honest real estate conversations with a dose of real life. We are streaming on all platforms where you find podcasts. And yeah, consider subscribing and, and to hear more content like this. So as we get started, I have Ryan Nicely with me. Give him the intro. Hello, Dave. Before I do that, uh, where do you find your podcasts? I find my podcasts on Apple Podcasts, actually. Yeah, that's the and, only one I know of. Yeah, and t- <laughs> there's, <laughs> there's I hear Anchor. I hear pods talk about oh you can find us on. I'm like, well, there's like what Anchor, there's Stitcher, there's Spotify, there's I'm I'm an Apple Music guy though. Like all my stuff just goes through Apple products. Yeah. Apple okay. Podcasts where I find it. Okay. And then like I take, yeah, um, there's all kinds of different podcasts out there. So whatever like you gave me a recommendation and I have yet to listen to I it. Heard, I, I heard I heard the number of how many current podcasts there are and it's baffling. I, it's I, a lot. I, I don't know. I don't remember the number. You know what's crazy though is like we're still in the infancy of podcasting, which yeah. is really crazy to think about because it seems like everybody has a podcast, right? But yeah, we're still in the infancy of like... Derek Shockman has a podcast. Yeah, Derek Shockman. <laughs> when we're both, Derek Shockman does, does have Nick a podcast. Does Nick have one? Uh, he does actually. Yes, Nick has a podcast. That's the third episode. We're still waiting for the peace. Bu- the peace bus. Nick, do you look down on me because I don't have one? <laughs> nope, not at all. I think you should have one though. Uh, I think. I mean, it's is it oversaturated? Eh, maybe, but overall, it's good not. podcasts are not oversaturated though. This is true, but what's good depends on the listener. Yeah. Okay. My intro. <laughs> yeah. My intro. So who am I talking to? Oh, geez. Um, you're talking to a, a newly, newly dad lifed guy. I had my first kid on September 6, 2019. So um, I'm actually a little sleep deprived, but uh-huh. I'm good, man. My wife's, uh, wife's uh, taking care of the kiddo. Um, but yeah, me and my wife uh, function as a, uh, a real estate team with Reed Grimm. Um, and yeah, we're, we're rocking, we're rocking and rolling. Yeah. Uh, one thing that I'm excited about that I know we're going to get to, uh-huh. and I don't mean to, this is not, no. a, this is not a humble brag. Okay, this is just ahead. a brag. Go ahead. Just kidding. I don't care. It's just facts. Hey. Numbers. Uh, the nicely group. Yeah. Had its biggest month ever mm. in September. Man, the biggest yeah, the month. The biggest so- month. So the biggest month for the Nicely Group, yeah. you guys just formed this year, we right? We did, yeah. Did what? What do you attribute that to? Uh, wow, it's a good question. I mean, some of it has to do with Reed coming of age, right? Uh-huh. I mean, yeah. he's he he has been working hard right. for seven, eight, nine months. Yep. And that's typically around the time where an agent really starts to kind of find their groove. Yep. Uh, so some of it is with him coming of age, and then I think I think some of it is from myself. I'm like, yo, we gotta we gotta kind of <laughs> yeah. feed 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 the beast because this kid's yeah. coming, you know. So you know, just getting uh, real dialed in on that stuff. And I think some of it also is, um, you know, it it take. I mean, you know. You know, mm-hmm. for your team to start functioning really well, yep. it takes some time. Yep. And then, you know, just generally the the market, you mm-hmm. know, in July and August, um, you probably slowed down a little bit, but it was still a good time yep. to to be in the business. So, but yeah, I was that's, excited that's, to hey, see to see some of those numbers. Like, okay, and that was okay. for in September, just in September. Yeah. Well, and the the great part about that is it goes against what the market is doing. Totally. So, like, you yeah. had your best, your biggest month. Yeah. And, pro- and not the best month 
of the year. Totally. Yeah. Like, yeah. I'd have to look. Actually. I'd have to look. It's plus or minus one, about 10 houses for the nicely group in, in September, Dang, uh, which okay. is, uh, that's fun. That's, that's a lot. It's yeah. really fine. Cause we had our kid on the six, you know, and I'm like in the, in the, uh, not in the delivery room. Actually, I want to point this out. I did do work in the labor and delivery oh, room. you do work? Wait, we're going to get to that on the okay. next podcast. All right. All right. We we can. Can. <laughs> okay. We uh, got to get just, to that on the next just, podcast. You just pretend you didn't hear hey, that. We, <laughs> yeah, we could. No, we're going to just, we're going to get to it. Um, so quick plug for the previous podcast. Uh, Reed Grimm actually did a podcast yeah. on starting up. Uh, that just got released actually today as we're recording this podcast. So shout out to Reed and uh, he's doing his thing. And so today what I want to talk about in this particular podcast is multiple offers. So that's we are talking about multiple offers and there's a lot of buyers out there in Tacoma right now or even just in this market that we're in or have been in for the last three or four years um, where multiple offers are prevalent. They are. Not only Seattle, but Tacoma. Totally. What is a multiple offer situation? Yeah. So for, first of all, I think some people think uh, you know the market's cooling down, which we can we can we can kind of get into that another time. But uh, we just listed a house off mm-hmm. Six Ave, and we added six offers. So oh. when we say multiple offers, mm-hmm. what that means is you got one seller, mm-hmm. right? And multiple buyers at generally the same time yep. trying to buy that house. So oh, okay. the seller has multiple offers to choose from. Yeah. That that's an easy way of explaining it. Yeah. But the point is there's not a thing it's not a thing of the past. You know, okay. it's going on right now and it doesn't just happen in the hottest times of the market. It happens right. all the time. 12 12 months a year 365 there are multiple offers going on. There's probably dozens going on right now in October. Yeah, and that and that's dependent on the property, right? How totally. it's priced and the condition of the home and the location of the home, yep. like all of those things. Yeah, right? how it's so, marketed, all all the things. Usually it's the house that everybody wants. Like it's the yeah. house everybody wants. Yeah. You know? Redfin would say it's a hot house. <laughs> it's hot a, home. It's a hot home. Yeah. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's hot. A, it's a cream puff. Yeah. Or whatever you want. So multiple yeah, you simply put multiple offers. The seller has multiple offers to choose from. Okay. So if I'm a buyer and I'm walking in, like I'm starting to buy in this market, and maybe yeah. I've lost out on a couple multiple offer situations, what can a broker do? Like, what should a what, what can a broker be doing or a buyer be doing to be competitive in these multiple offer situations? Like, yeah. So, what are, what are some things that to look at? Yeah. So, I think just generally, um, you know, typically what happens is. Um, you either put your offer in mm-hmm. and then you find out, oh, okay, you know, the seller's not accepting my offer because mm-hmm. there's multiple offers on the table and they're calling for highest and best or, hey, we're giving another 24 hours and then we're going to kind of look at all these. So if there's any critiques or anything you want to change, excuse me, let, you know, go ahead and do those and then yep. resubmit your offer. So. It can work like that, or you can know going into the, the deal, like, okay, there's multiple offers. Or sometimes you just know, like, okay, right. this this one's going to have multiple offers. And and how does how does a broker find that out? And this is for a question for re- yeah. your, your client people who don't yeah. know how brokers work together. So how does a broker find out if a there's A broker should find out by calling or texting or having some communication with 
the the, the listing, listing broker. yeah, yeah okay. with a listing broker um and i'll be honest coming from a situation where i have had these like you need to make you need to make all communication right, right so right. if you don't get if you call and you don't give an answer leave a voicemail if you don't get a call back send a text if you don't get a text back send an email yeah. because i'll be honest when i have one of those hot homes and i've got literally like 30 agents calling mm-hmm. sometimes i'm like T- just text me. Yeah, yeah. So then, you know, because so I got my baby here, yeah. or I'm out the pumpkin patch, or yep. whatever. It's a whole lot easier to just text than call. But mm-hmm. that's that. I mean, that's that's another deal. It's a, it, well, it's a good it's a good thing to know because for people that are, it, I just want to give people that perspective. You know, yeah. because a lot of people may be going in and they're following their agents mm-hmm. lead. But they don't know what that other side, what their agent's doing or what that looks like. Oh, my agent's yeah. not doing anything, quote unquote. I'm making air quotes here. My yeah. agent's not doing anything. Well, actually, no, they are. They're trying to communicate yeah. while there's, while that agent is trying to communicate with, I don't know, 10 other agents. Because they're not only the people that want to submit an offer, but also the people who are just checking in to see what oh, the yeah. status is. Are there is. any other offers? Oh, right. you've got two? Never mind. Right. You know, yeah. I mean, it's so just like. You still to take those calls too, right? As yes. a listing broker. To- totally. Um, so once you find out there are multiple offers, mm-hmm. um, for, for me, when I'm representing a buyer, I am looking at every single term mm-hmm. of this offer and asking this buyer like, hey, how can we strengthen our right. offer? If it was just one buyer to one seller, like, hey, it's not it's not that it's not that crazy right mm-hmm. it's a different situation yeah but if you got one house slash one seller and you got 10 buyers mm-hmm. which happens yeah like we need to look at every single term of yep. the contract and make it as uh, make it as competitive or as strong right. as possible and some of those terms would be like yeah so uh some of the terms you know are pretty uh you know are easy to comprehend yeah. so purchase price yep. right yep. that obviously matters to the seller purchase price yeah. um and then i mean hey we're not asking for the seller to pay any of the buyer's closing costs yes. right so that yep. is those are some easy ones mm-hmm. right um, I think the kind of the, the two, um, the two most kind of valuable ones to look at are the 22 AD, yeah. which is the additional down payment form. Okay. Right. Yeah. Um, and then what are you doing with your inspection contingency? Okay. Those are the two I think are really, really important. Yeah. To, to dial in. Let's dive into the 22 AD because yes. a lot of a lot of people out there don't understand what you meant when you said that. So like yeah. with the 22 AD and this that's the the funds that the extra funds or additional funds yeah. down. What what is that tied to? Like why would someone put additional funds down on this house with multiple offers? Right. So the additional down payment form addenda uh-huh. is put into an offer to sweeten the offer mm-hmm. to make it more attractive to the seller in the event 
that the appraisal mm-hmm. comes in low. For example, yeah. let's say we're under contract, buyer and seller are under contract for mm-hmm. 350. Mm-hmm. Okay? And the appraisal comes in at 300. Yep. We got a huge problem now yeah, because the buyer, there's a gap of 50 yeah. where the buyer and seller have contractually agreed to 350, but the buyer can only get a loan, right, mm-hmm. for 300. And so there's the some more intricacies in there, but yeah, so the, simply, there's a $50,000 gap. The appraisal is the bank coming and saying, hey, we think it's worth this much, yeah. and this is how much we're going to give you for this Yes, home. essentially, this is how much we're going to give you. So yeah. There's that $50,000 gap. Yeah. So on that 22 AD, the additional down payment form, that's where you sweeten and promise, hey, in that event, in that event where you're under contract for a great amount and the right. appraisal came in for a lesser amount, I'm guaranteeing, and it's a blank line, mm-hmm. I'm guaranteeing 10000 5000 50000 right. right that I am now contractually obligated to bring to the table. So mm-hmm. if it were 50, if I had promised the seller, hey, in the event of a low appraisal, mm-hmm. right, I'm willing to bring in 25 extra grand. So in that first example, the contract price was 350, the appraisal came in at 300. Yeah. Now that, that 22 AD form kicks in and now you've got 325. Yeah, yeah. Right. So you're willing to put in yeah. 25. And that means everything to the seller because what if I said, hey, I'm going to give you a million dollars for this home? Hey, I'll give right. you a million dollars for this home that's listed for 350. Uh-huh. Well, you already know what's going to happen. The appraisal <laughs> yeah. is going to come in low. And now you've got the house. You've probably taken it off the market for three right. weeks. Right. And you're like, hey, sorry. Oh, sorry. I can't give you a million because yeah. it only appraised for yep. 360. Right. (laughs) So that form is really, really powerful. And it's not something a lot of buyers are comfortable with because this is what they say. Well, why would I pay more for a house than what it appraised at? And my and my my comeback to that is, is that's what this appraiser thinks that it's worth. But you've got five buyers mm-hmm. that says in on the open market right. it's worth more yep. than that appraisal so you tell me yep. and they've had help from their real estate professional it's not just you know somebody right. a group of people throwing you know but these real estate professionals are doing this too so yeah. you're saying I, and here's a de- here's a deal they put we put too much weight on what this appraiser says cuz i guarantee you if you took five appraisers Told them to evaluate a house, they'd be all, all over the, different. All yeah. over the they'd map. They'd be all different, yeah. So not a lot of buyers want to do that because they, they think they're in their mind, well, this appraiser said it was only worth X. Mm-hmm. And I'm saying, hey, look, that's just an opinion. Right. It's just another opinion. The market says it's worth this and much. And at that point, it's like, do you want it or not? Like, how bad do you want it? You know, yeah. like, I can... Um, and I think it's easy to get caught in the weeds of, like... Oh, this said they said this, but like go back to the original when you walk through the house and yeah, how and what your wants and needs are and how badly is that? How much is how important is that to you? Yeah, and you know, said you love this house and yeah. we've been looking for six months. Right. Do you want to work? Do you want to look for another six months? Right. Let me ask you this question. So when the house, let's say we put in a, a twenty-two AD. The house isn't a low appraisal. Do, does the buyer get that money back, or is that just kind of a 
that's just a, a sweet a deal sweetener. Does yeah. that money go to the seller too, yeah. or is it just something that you? Yeah, keep it, it really is a deal sweetener. If okay. if um the if if the house was under contract for three fifty and the appraisal came in at three fifty, then, then that addendum essentially doesn't even exist because right. you don't you don't need it. That yep. situation never exists that yep. a low appraisal happened. So um, there's no transfer of any of that 22 yep. AD money. Okay. It's like it never even happened. It's like it never happened. But what's really interesting is those situations happen where there mm-hmm. is a 22 AD. We have had multiple offers and the house appraises and that 22 AD form never gets used, but it is but it why they got the house. Yeah. Well, it's also another way of saying, "Hey, we have cash on hand mm-hmm. yeah. to to make some stuff happen." So, yeah. from a from a seller standpoint, so I'm going to the other side of the deal now. So I have I'm a seller and I have multiple offers, and we chose the one with the 22 AD. Uh, let's say let's keep using this 350 thousand one. Let's say it appraised at 350 thousand. Mm-hmm. There's a 22 AD in there for 50. How does that impact negotiations? Because as a seller now, you've already told me that you have $50,000. I hope people are following me here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You've pretty much told me you have 50000 to to put down or twenty five, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Does that ever impact negotiations when the inspection comes along? Sure. That's a really good question. Um, I think in theory, yeah. I mean, that, that certainly could. Uh, I haven't... I never had a seller really look at it that way. Yeah, but they <laughs> that's certain- why I bring it up. No, no, it's a really good question. It, it it definitely um, makes makes me think, um, but it's it's a really good point. Yeah. To to be I, honest, because it is it is uh, it is telling of where we're at. But yeah. I would just counter with the sellers went with that specific offer at the beginning of all this for a reason. Right, and I would say it's because of that 22 AD uh-huh. and that buyer or that, yeah, that buyer needs that extra funds in the case of a low appraisal. Right. Right. So a response could be, Hey, look, you know, this house needs 10 grand of work. All right. If I have to use 50 grand to make up for the low appraisal, mm-hmm. I'm not going to be able to repair that roof because yep. this is all the money yep. I really have. So it could factor into yeah. it, Dave. I, I, I don't, I'm not totally disagreeing with you, but I think there's some comeba- yeah. comebacks of yeah. how to protect It's negotiation. Yourself. It is. It is, nego- it is <laughs> yeah, negotiation. It is negotiation. And that's what people don't understand that your guys' job is to do yeah. or my job too. Like, but that's, that's the, that's brokering. Yeah. Right? I mean, that's that's what a computer can't do for you. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, if it's if it's piddly willy things, you know, I mean, it's like, OK, come on, you know. Yeah. Any like you can handle this. Yeah. But if it's something major. Yeah. I mean, I think in Tacoma, we, you know, definitely have a strong seller's market, mm-hmm. but it's rare that you find a seller that knows there's something wrong with the house right. foundation uh, sewer, mm-hmm. roof, crazy electrical. Th- if it's major, you you it it's you're hard pressed to find a seller that says I don't care. You know, like <laughs> right. t- take it as is. Yeah. You know, because yeah. they know pretty much every buyer is going to be asking yep. for major things, even in our really really strong yep. sellers market. 
No, that's 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 good. That's good stuff. I think. Um, now, from a seller's perspective, we've kind of already covered that. Like, you want to go with the you as a seller, would you advise a seller to go? The twenty two AD is going to be one of the things that you're looking at. You also mentioned the um, inspection contingency. Yeah. What types of things are you looking at for an, an inspection contingency? I'm going to move to the seller side. Yeah. When you have multiple, so you're a seller. You have multiple offers. What parts of the inspection contingency um, are you looking at as yeah. a broker for a seller? So my favorite scenario when I'm listing a house is that a buyer has already completed an inspection on the house mm-hmm. and submits an offer with, hey, we had an inspection done. Um, you know, We're not asking for anything but they already know what they're getting them, themselves into. Okay. You know, I do get a little nervous when I see a buyer make an offer without having done any inspection because it's just like, you know, <laughs> you made this offer, but you could still get out of the deal in a seller disclosure, mm. you know, situation or you know, there's just too much I don't like it. Yeah. I like to see that investment yep. of a buyer saying, hey, I'm going to pay that 700 bucks, mm-hmm. get a sewer and home inspection. I know exactly what I'm getting myself into. Yep. You know, I'm not going to sue Ryan nicely down the line yep. because, you know, whatever. Yep. Um, so they complete their pre-inspection and they don't ask for anything or they say, hey, look, you know, it's the panel's bad. We'll take a credit in lieu of getting it repaired. So... They make they make their offer and they've already done their mm-hmm. inspection homework. Okay. Yeah. I think in a multiple offer situation, if you're knocking out a pre inspection and you've got twenty two AD funds, mm-hmm. man, you're, you're sitting you're, pretty. Yeah. You're sitting pretty. And I know this and you know this, but ask me if any of those offers, you know, on the house I just mentioned. Uh huh had had that combo it didn't nope (laughs) that's unicorn status yeah (laughs) but i tell you one thing when 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 buyers are doing that and when i have buyers that are willing to do that and it's really about trust right Right, because your agent's throwing some crazy stuff out there Mm -hmm. right that's not typical of a balanced market man a lot of success have you have a lot of success when you're doing both of those. Yeah. No, that's that those are really good tips. So so far we have the twenty two AD yeah. inspection contingencies, looking at those pre inspection. Pre inspection yeah. if you have a pre inspect. Yeah. What about if there is an inspection contingency? Does the days does the number of days yeah. matter? Yeah, absolutely. I mean and I I like to do hey, we're gonna do it the next day. Oh. Like, hey seller, here's the deal. If you accept our offer, we got twenty four hours to do an inspection uh-huh. and you're gonna know, you know, what we're asking for in 24 hours. Right. And why is that important to a seller? Yeah, because they want to know. It, I mean, <laughs> the, the default on that contract could take weeks right. of negotiation. Yeah. Right? I mean, if you start tolling up all the time in the weekends. Because the initial is 10 days, an, an additional right? inspection. That's a long time. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's a long time. 10 days to be taking your house yeah, the off boiler the market. Language right? is 10 days. And then yeah. they send it over on the 10th day and you've got three days to respond. I mean, we're looking at two it can drag out three, three weeks, weeks yeah. the inspection negotiation. So I like telling that seller, hey, look, here's our offer. We haven't done a pre-inspection for one reason or another, mm-hmm. but 
if you accept our offer, we will be in there tomorrow and give you our findings. Yeah. At worst, we're communicating, hey, seller, if we end the deal due to the inspection, you can be right back on the market right, in right. That's 36, a, 36 hours. That's a great point. But you got to have stuff lined up for all of that. Yep. But at the same time, like, I mean, what else does a realtor have that's to do, it, well, man? Well, that's, that's the value you bring to your clients. Though. Yeah. I mean, that's that's kind of the, that's that's why we're touching on all this stuff, because I think that um, I want people to see the value yeah. that we bring to the table. Yeah. At the end of the day, that's yeah. what this is about. I'm yeah. just going to be transparent. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Not, and for those buyers that are listening, they're like, whoa, that's intense. Mm-hmm. It's not always like that. No. It's not. But it certainly can be. If you're if you're a buyer saying, Ryan, we we love this mm-hmm. house. What can we do? Well, these Let's are the start, answers. Yeah. These are the answers to the test. You start crafting that. And deal. you're serious about this house, right? Okay. Well, let's do this. Tell me about um, earnest money and what role does that play? Like, if, yeah. if there's more or less, or does that matter to a seller? Like, yeah. If it, there's multiple offers yes. and the earnest money, um, does what factors does that play? Yeah, so earnest money definitely uh, factors into the deal. Uh, there are some agents who will kind of get creative about, you know, hey, we're depositing a large amount of earnest money in, um, and uh, you know, we're gonna make. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> we there's, have to there's a little fruit flag going on here. Um, we're gonna make half of it non-refundable, yeah. you know, as soon as mutual acceptance happens, or uh, during, um, as soon as the inspection negotiations are completed, uh-huh. and that's all fine and good. Um, I don't, I've never advised a client to do that, uh, simply because it just opens you up for too right. much liability. But in my opinion, but the bigger the number, absolutely, yeah. the better. I mean, yeah. hey bring it mm-hmm. you know i mean it's all going towards the same same pot so it, it, it definitely impresses sellers yeah. yeah i mean the bigger the number the you know the more impressive seller is for sure it's interesting i'm trying to think of some other so when we look at the other contingencies so like a financing contingency or the title contingency there's a neighborhood review contingency mm-hmm. um do any of those contingencies are those used ever for in multiple offers like i don't know i don't I don't know. Yeah. I'm just asking for so <clears throat> buyers. Going back to kind of what we first started started at, uh-huh. tightening up everything. Yeah. Every single term of the offer, mm-hmm. you have the ability to tighten. Um, so, for example, um, the financing contingency. Mm-hmm. You you mentioned that. Uh, one thing that I I. I like to work with lenders that have um, the option of having the loan fully approved through through that's, underwriting yeah, before you even make an offer. Mm-hmm. I if if your lender doesn't have that option and you want that cream puff, if if you say, "Man, we just like the houses everyone else likes," mm-hmm. and you're starting to like pick up on that vibe, well, then I would ask, "Hey." does my lender have an option where I can, my file can be submitted through underwriting before yeah. even an, uh, a house, you know, we find the house. And that's kind of seems crazy, but there are underwriters who, you know, ha- it, it, everything's gotten competitive. And yeah. so they've tightened their yeah. game up too, 
where they can do that. Hey, yes, we can close. We can literally close uh, in. 14 days, 21 days. Uh, Kyle Rohrbaugh at RPM has that option. I called him one time and I'm like, hey, how quickly can you close these people? He was like, "Mm, about 17 days. That's crazy. That is crazy. So so when we talk about underwriting, for those that don't know, underwriting is the the findings of the, you know, you get pre-approved and a pre-approval is kind of like a scrub. Yeah. Whereas an underwriting is It means you can afford to buy a house. Right. They've looked at a bunch of documentation. Yeah. And they say, hey, yes, you can buy a, you can buy a $500,000 house. Yep. Yep. And they've gone into your documents. They've gone into your, your taxes. They've gone into everything, your credit. And they've really, truly dug through all of, and sifted through all of your finances and basically then came to the conclusion that this you can buy this house now mm-hmm. pre-approval is kind of like hey yeah we we based on your few things that we looked at you can get this you're pre-approved for this much. yeah and then that underwriting is kind of like yeah it's the next step it's the next for level. sure like yeah yeah it was you know i know um i know penrith loans uh they have and and um i'm more familiar with heather Hendricks down at directors mm-hmm. i mean they've got a guarantee of like hey if we don't close in three weeks if we're if you've been through underwriting and we can't close on you know day 23 or whatever we will um i think it's like we'll do something with mm-hmm. the earnest money oh okay like they're, they're put they will put their money where their mouth is basically that's a, that's a, I, haven't, I haven't heard that that's cool yeah and the reason why we're talking about this is i want to circle because we're getting kind of off to the underwriting piece and the lending side yeah but like as a buyer, yeah. you have multiple offers if you can get underwritten. And I, my tr- I apologize, my underwriting uh, definition is really, <laughs> it's layman's terms. Sure. But like if you can get underwritten, and some lenders have underwriters in-house mm-hmm. versus like yeah. shipping it off to yeah. who knows where to, I mean, that makes a big difference yeah. too for buyers. Yeah. Just asking that question is, are your underwriters in-house or not in-house? You know, like that's a yeah. big deal. Yeah, and and I and I mentioned that because we're talking about tightening up. We're talking tightening about tightening everything up, up every yeah. everything. And the point I was going to make is is the financing contingency, yes, yes. right? So there's all kinds of time periods. There's all kinds of notices. There's there's um, a uh, a spot there where the seller can actually request an update mm. from the lender on hey. What documentation have you actually received from the buyer? Yeah. Right? And that's a that's a So the default is ten days. Yeah. What if we said, hey, we'll make it two days because my buyer has already done Yeah. I mean, there's all kinds of things that you can do to construct this offer and just make it shine. Okay. From the I mean, and again, the the twenty two AD and the inspection, like those Again, are those are the like the big ones that mm-hmm. you can really do. Like I said, if you do both of those, mm-hmm. I mean, you're you're probably already at the yeah. top. But again, there's always something that you can do to be even more yeah. attractive. And we're gonna hold we're gonna hold those yeah. things off because that's yeah. what they need to contact you for. Yeah. So how do people find you online to find out more about what they can do to be yeah, competitive so, in multiple offer um, situations. My, my, the, the best way you can get to know me um, and the Nicer group uh, is through Instagram. We're very, very active on Instagram, mm-hmm. um, Facebook, Yelp. 
uh, all of those. Realtor.com, yep. we've got a lot of reviews on Realtor.com. But my favorite way is just through through Instagram because you can actually see who we are. Yeah. And maybe you won't like that. <laughs> and we want you to know, we want you to know that, hey, the nicer group may not be for me, but more often than not, I think people see like, hey, yeah. they look like they know what they're doing no and they Facebook? look like, yeah, yeah well, that's <laughs> no, another. With you. But uh, yeah, so best best way, I think, is just through Instagram. Yeah, All right. yeah, yeah, man, I think that that's important because there are other things, um, and I know that you know, and I was looking at Sloan because uh, she, there's some earnest money stuff too, some yeah. tricks of the nuances, but yeah. those are for uh, people to find out and give you a call to, to find out some other tricks. Or if yeah. you're an agent and you want to talk and you know, whatever, but totally, uh, hopefully we provided some value for people and I appreciate you coming on. My and, pleasure. Yeah. Good stuff, man. Again, if you want to subscribe, you want more content like this, uh, feel free to drop a comment below and or, uh, Ryan's links and the nicely group links will be in the comments and go ahead and click that subscribe button. Uh, we got much more content that you can sift through. And also we have more content on the way. All right. Till next time. <laughs>